Hello, and thank you for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If you enjoy this message, we invite you to check out River of Life live this Sunday at 10.30 a.m. in Crawfordville. Visit riveroflifefl.com for service times and directions. That's riveroflifefl.com. Now, let's join Senior Pastor Henry Jones as he teaches from the Word of God. (laughs) So, uh, a man says to his wife, I don't enjoy going to church. And she said, why? He said, I don't enjoy the songs. She said, why? He said, because they sing the same songs over and over and over again. She said, really? He said, yes. He said, all I ever hear is away in a manger and up from the grave he arose. (laughs) She said, well, if you'd go to church on some other Sunday except Christmas and Easter, (laughs) you might hear another song. This is not Christmas, it's not Easter, but we celebrate our faith today. And wow, wasn't the worship awesome? I'm telling you, our praise team, thank God for them. They are truly, truly anointed. This morning I want to speak to you on the subject, fear God, fear not. Fear God, fear not. Now today's message is merely an introduction to a subject that I hope to spend some time on in the days to come. So, uh, the Bible teaches us, fear God, fear not. Now, you may be thinking that's a little bit confusing, and I agree, it can be if you don't understand it. So let me give you the big picture according to the Word of God. Did you know that in the Bible, over a hundred times, we're told to fear God? We're told to fear the Lord. And, And even though that may not be appealing to us. It should be if we read our Bibles because the Bible gives us all kinds of wonderful, glorious, even miraculous promises that are available to those who fear God. Now, we just finished a study in the book of Malachi and one of the verses I emphasized in that last chapter was this one, Malachi 4.10. But to you who fear my name... The Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in His wings, and you shall go out and grow fat like stall-fed calves. That's, that's a pretty amazing verse. Just that one verse tells us that those who fear God, that God will come to them, that the Lord will visit them, that He will heal them, that He will strengthen them, that He will satisfy them. And, and, and no stretch here, There are over a hundred passages in the Bible, much like that one, that tell us to fear God. However, some 80 times in the Bible, we're told not to fear. In fact, the Bible says, fear not. Someone recently did a study on the subject of fear not and posted it on the internet. You can look it up very quickly and, and download it, but... They found 365 passages in the Bible that teach us in one way or another to fear not. So, which one? Do we fear God or do we fear not? 
You already know, don't you? This isn't a trick question. We fear God and we fear not. There is no contradiction here. The Bible does not contradict itself. Here's the way it works. When we fear God, when we really fear Him, He takes away all of our fear. It's an amazing thing. When we really and truly reverence and fear the Lord our God, we don't have to fear anything else in life. We can live every day of our lives without fear. The article on the internet said 365 passages say not to fear. And when you're right with God, that means that God doesn't want you to fear not one day of your life because you're in right relationship with Him. I like that. So here it is. Here it is. Fear God, and He will take away your fears. Now, that sounds kind of strange, doesn't it? But you've got to admit, if you've been reading this Bible very long, it's a strange book, isn't it? I mean, there's some weird stuff in this book. I mean, you can read about an axe head swimming. You ever seen an axe head swim? Donkeys talking. Wow. (laughs) I mean, all kinds of things. Think about it. People walking on the water. The sun standing still. If you want to find your life, you have to lose your life. If you want to be the greatest of all, become the servant of all. That's some weird stuff, isn't it? That's, that's contrary to our nature. So, so this is kind of weird what I'm about to tell you. But it's true according to the Word of God. You choose fear in order to lose fear. You choose the fear of God in order to lose the fear of the world. You make that choice. And, and, and i got to tell you, I know that sounds strange, but the Bible tells us clearly that it's a strange book. It's not like us. In Isaiah, the 55th chapter, the Bible says that His ways are higher than our ways, and His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so are His ways high above our ways. Do you know what that means, friends? This book is not logical to us. It's contrary to the way we think. God doesn't think like we think. He doesn't act like we act. And God tells us things in this book that just sometimes just don't compute on a worldly level. But in the spiritual realm, they really do make sense. Uh, We sang the song a while ago. Do you remember whom the Son sets free is free indeed? You see, friends, God wants to set us free. There's freedom. Freedom. Freedom from fear. Freedom from the anxieties. Freedom from the intimidations of this world. God wants to set us free. And by the way, when Jesus sets you free, it says you're free indeed. You know what that means? That means you're completely free. It's real, genuine freedom. Now let me break it down for you. Here it is. The only way for you to walk with God 
Now, there are people who will disagree with me here, but the only way you can walk with God is through reverence, worship, fear, and trembling. Now, if you think that's an overstatement, maybe we need to turn it around so that you can hear this. You show me a person who has no reverence for God, who does not engage in worship, who has no fear, and there's no trembling, there's no sense of awe in the presence of God, and I'll show you somebody that's not walking with God. Now, I'm not going to say they haven't had a salvation experience, but I can tell you, you don't walk with God that casually. It just doesn't happen. By the way, that word trembling, I did a study in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. I went through and started looking up every time I could find the word tremble or shaking or anything equivalent to that. And what I found out in my Bible is every time somebody got in the presence of holy God, they trembled. They shook. They were, they were breathtaking. It, it, they, they shook and, and trembled in the presence of holy God. And when the nation of Israel stopped trembling in the presence of God, listen to this. God rebuked them. Jeremiah 5.22 God said, Should you not fear me, declares the Lord, should you not tremble in my presence? Shouldn't we tremble in His presence? By the way, if you read Jeremiah 5.22 in context, this is what it says. God says to them, I made the world, I created life, I created you, I made the ocean, I, I made the dry land, I made the sand, I created the borders between the dry land and the water. I am God, I am holy God, and you treat me like something casual? You, you treat me as something common? God rebukes them. I don't know about you, friends, but have you looked around lately? I don't see much trembling going on in the house of God anymore. I don't. In fact, if somebody in the church does start trembling and crying and calling out to the Lord, Everybody else looks around, I wonder what's wrong with her. I wonder what's wrong with him. When in reality, that may be the one person God's focusing on in that service. Maybe the better question for us to ask is, I wonder what's wrong with me that I'm not trembling right now. That I'm not in the presence of God right now. That I'm not aware of the presence of God right at this moment. I'm just introducing a subject to you this morning, just for a second. Oh, friends, fear God, fear not. With fear and trembling and a sense of awe and reverence, we enter into the presence of God. And I want to tell you, when we approach God that way, God takes that fear and that reverence and, he, and it's catapulted to a new level. It goes higher than we even imagine. And I'm telling you, it can be a frightening thing. It can be an unnerving thing to be in the presence 
of God. I've been in services just like this one, and the Spirit of God would fall on the service, and the Holy Spirit would come in, and I've watched people get up and run out of the service because it scared them so much. I, I honestly, I, I have left a service in the, not in the middle of the service, toward the end of the service where we were ministering. I've left a service to go outside to get somebody who was running away from what was happening. On more than one occasion, I've asked somebody, what is wrong? I've had people tell me, I'm not going back in there. Let me tell you, when you get in the presence of God, then He starts exposing your heart. When He starts reading your mail. When He starts revealing who you are. When God starts dealing with you, it can be terrifying. I, 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 and I, by the way, I don't argue with people when they tell me that. I remember talking to one woman, she said, that's frightening, that's scary. And I said, you better believe it. It is frightening, it is scary, it is intimidating. But I want you to know that's the best frightening you'll ever experience in your life because it'll set you free from all the things of this world that hold you. Oh, you see, friends, when you get into the presence of holy God, when it's not just casual Christianity anymore, when you're pressing in, when you approach the throne of grace with fear and with trembling and with a sense of awe and honor, you're not treating God like a common thing. And when you get in the presence of God, it is at that moment in the fear of God that the fear of the world vanishes. Everything. Everything. All the fear. You think, I'm, you think I'm stretching it? The Apostle Paul said, If I live, I live unto the Lord. If I die, I die unto the Lord. If I live or die, it's okay. I've found that place with God where He's walking with me. David said it. We all quote it. But do we ever think about it? David said, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because the awesome one is with me. The creator of the universe is with me. The king of kings is with me. The Lord of lords is with me. The great and mighty Jehovah is with me. My God, my Savior is with me. That's what David was saying. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. You are with me. Can I tell you this morning, friends, that getting in the presence of God, no matter how frightening it might be, is one of the most glorious things that will ever happen. And when you get there, there is no evil that can intimidate you. There's nothing that can frighten you in His presence. Nothing in your past, nothing in your present, nothing in your future, because you are walking with God. Now, there are some who want us to believe that the fear of God was um, abandoned in the New Testament and that Jesus kind of did away with it, but not so. That is not true. Jesus taught it, and I'll show you some scriptures in the days to come. But Jesus did not do away with the fear of God. He actually taught the fear of God. He taught it. You remember the passage of Scripture where he says, Don't fear the one who can kill the body, but fear him who can destroy both body and soul in hell. He was talking about God. He was talking about fearing God. 
honoring God. Did you know that the Bible teaches us, it tells us that we need to learn the fear of God? Do you know what it means to learn something? It means you study it. It means you pay attention to it. It means you focus on it. It means you pursue it. You learn the fear of God. And that's one of the things I want us to do. Did you know that David, a man after God's own heart, he prayed for the Lord to teach him the fear of the Lord. Teach me the fear of the Lord. That's what I want us to do for a season. That's the subject I'll deal with. We'll look at it all through the Bible. The fear of God. Knowing what it means to really be intimate with God and to fear Him and to have all your other fears removed. Now, for this morning, by the way, that's my message. Shortest message you've ever heard me preach, isn't it? But if you're going to deal with something like this, you need to hit it hard and fast, don't you? So I want to ask you a question. I want you to be honest with me. I want to get personal with you just for a second. Is your casual Christianity really working? Is it? I can answer your question. I can answer that question. You don't have to answer it. Casual Christianity doesn't work. Do you know why casual Christianity doesn't work? Because there's no such thing as casual Christianity. There's no such thing as casual commitment. There's no such thing. You can be casual or you can be committed, but you can't be casually committed. There's no such thing. And a lot of people come into the church, and I want to tell you, we have sold a pitiful salvation that leaves people in a pitiful condition, living a pitiful life, because they never got all the way to God in true reverence and fear and trembling. We've done a disservice. I want you to know our Savior is a wonderful Savior. He's a glorious Savior. And when the Son sets you free, you're free indeed. He sets you free. He delivers you. Casual Christianity does not work and it never will work. So today I'm asking you, would you choose fear in order to lose fear? Would you choose the fear of God in order to lose the fear of the world? In the weeks to come, I'll talk to you about many different fears that people are plagued with. But the Bible says God sets us free. There's no fear when you're in the presence of God. Are you unsure of your salvation this morning? Sometimes you think you're saved. Sometimes you think you're not saved. I want to encourage you to pursue the Lord with fear and trembling and repentance and call on the name of Jesus until you know that you know that you know that you're a child of God and nobody on this planet can take that away from you until you know that you've been born again. If you know that you've had a salvation experience but you've drifted back into fear and anxiety and intimidation then I want to encourage you today to return to the fear of the Lord. Return to that place where you can know Him in such a way that it outshines, (laughs) it eclipses everything else in your life. Would you do that today? Would you bow with me in prayer? 
Thank you again for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If this message has touched you today, or you need someone to pray with you, then please let us know. You can call us at 850-926-1200 or send an email to info at riveroflifefl.com. We also encourage you to visit River of Life this Sunday at 1030 a.m. in Crawfordville. For more information, visit us at riveroflifefl.com.